0: The following podcast contains spoilers and words like G, whiz, and gosh d. We watch a thing. We watch a thing. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to We Watch a Thing with your boys, B Dizzle and Dave. That's right, we're your boys. How you <laughs> <Hello>! doing? <Dave? laughs>
1: I'm outstanding. I bet you are. <laughs> Compared to last week, <laughs> we've replaced <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> the. Mediocre M night shamelanger ding dong dross with some
0: proper cinema. Get it, getting the taste of some Almost six R R out of hours of it. <laughs> <laughs> well Okay, here's the thing. So that's right, we're doing Tar and Babylon this week. Would you like the good news or
1: the bad news? <laughs> oh, you've fucking flaked on one, haven't you? I can't rely on you for anything. I swear to God. So so we're doing one of those, is that what you're telling me? <laughs> well <laughs> news is i have seen
0: tar (laughs) (laughs) the bad news is babylon is an extremely long film but well fucking long (laughs) but 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 i i have an idea i have a compromise for you because i i was a naughty boy i did go to the cinemas this week to see a movie that was not either tar or babylon
1: (laughs) fuck me what did you see
0: (laughs) but i did see the whale so here's here's what i'm thinking how about we do tar as, like, a proper, you know, full discussion. And then mm-hmm. you give me a spoiler-free discussion on Babylon, which I haven't seen. Oh, I like where And this then going. I'll give you my spoiler-free thoughts on The Whale. And, I mean, fuck it. We'll do three films in one app, mate. <laughs> I love it. All right. Sweet. Well, let's start off with uh, Tar, then. Tar is a 2022 psychological drama film written and directed by Todd Field and starring Kate Blanchett. Uh, I mean... Usually, I do a whole cast here, but I mean, Kate Blanchett is Fuck here, everyone right? else. <laughs> so,
1: what's it about, Dave? <laughs> you just don't want to have to do all those European names. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of names there. <laughs> what's Mark about, Strong a- et al. <laughs> I mean, Mark Strong is
0: pretty great. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, it is about um, Lydia Tarr, who is the um, conductor of the um, Berlin Philharmonic, played by Kate Blanchett, who is about to complete her entire run through Mahler's symphony discography in terms of performances and, and trot out the Magnificent Fifth and then starts things start to become unraveled when there are accusations of favouritism, which then get a little more complicated and more severe and her entire career sort of comes under a spotlight. Yep. Yep. Did you
0: know anything about this film before
1: watching it? I knew Kate Blanchett was in it and she was meant to be pretty good. Yeah.
0: (laughs) That's basically all I know as well. That and uh, obviously written and directed by Todd Field, who, as I said last week, I. Adore Todd Field. Like, the three films he's made, I think I read earlier- that I've now seen one! (laughs) Well, the three films he's made, In the Bedroom, Little Children, and now this, I think he has a combined, like, 14 or 15 Oscar nominations just between those three films.
1: His batting average is off the fucking charts (laughs) as a director.
0: Yeah, so I was keen for that, and I also had seen this on quite a lot of Best of the Year lists, including- uh, our good friend Jason from Binge Movies, who did Worst Of on our show, he hopped mm. over to our good friends The Countdown for Best Of and had this, I believe it is number one.
1: Oh, wow. Um, I, I, I've, a few people have it fairly high. Yeah. Um but no, yeah, that's the first person I've heard of who's got it as their best. of. So let's get straight into it then. Did you like this movie, mate? Do you think
0: it's worth the hype? Do you reckon she's winning the Oscar? Or you?
1: Oh, of course I liked it. And she fucking better win the Oscar. Yes. Yeah, um, there we go. <laughs> you famously don't like her. I
0: hate her. I hate Kate Blanchett. <laughs> that is how good not only this movie is, but how good she is in it. That I cannot stand Kate Blanchett, and maybe that's part of it because she's playing a character that you're not supposed to be able to stand, really. So maybe yeah. she's just playing type for me. <laughs> but, <laughs> Stop but it. I thought she was so brilliant. She was this film. stupendous, and the whole film hangs on her. Like this, you could mm. very oh, easily yeah. argue that this film is. Plotless. I mean, for large portions of it. I think, you know, there's segments of story coming up, particularly once the accusations start flying and in that third act where her life really falls apart. But prior to that, this is really just a film about a conductor. And that's it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's weird, actually. And and we're not. I mean, I'll be talking about it. But um, Damien Chazelle is sort of on the agenda for tonight because. Several scenes in this, obviously, have a very tight synergy with Whiplash. With Whiplash, yeah. yeah. Um, the lecture scene where she oh, eviscerates which, fuck, that's that, a good that scene, young millennial, which, fuck, that was good. It's uh-
0: brilliant. <laughs> and so brilliantly put together as well. Like, I, you know, that entire film is shot in one take, which at the time you don't even really mm. pick up on that, really. It's not like it's a big action-heavy scene. But then to juxtapose that later with when the edited clip is shown on YouTube and mm. you like, you know how edited it is. We saw that entire scene take place in real time, you know, like yeah. it's it's clever little touches like that that really just make the production of this film sing, I think. <laughs>
1: It's a beautifully directed film. I, I mean, I was already keen to see his other two because I oh. know you and Julio are in love with fucking Little Children and I've read really great mean. things about it, uh, In the Bedroom as well. Yeah. And they've, they've been on my list for years, so I'm even more keen to get to them now. But yeah. um, I I knew how well regarded he was as a director, but obviously this is the first time I've seen his work. And it's just stunningly put together, isn't it? Just it's, it's just, it, 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 he is a master craftsman. Like for okay,
0: I do I do think there's an argument to be made that this movie is. I don't even want to say the it's words too long. I don't, I don't want to say the words too long because I'll say them. It's too long. <laughs> it's,
1: it's about half an hour too long. See, but I, I was perfectly okay. With I that. can't. I couldn't tell you where it should be trimmed, and that's my thing. I can I, understand I'm just the saying saying argument. It, it drags a bit in the middle if I could have watched uh, what what is this two hours 40 two hours or 40, like that. yeah yeah if I could have watched two hours 40 of her lecturing kids and yeah. then conducting <laughs> Marla I'd be uh, this would be a 10 out of ten couldn't fault it yeah um it drags a bit on the scenes that aren't that um yeah. and I think there was There was some unnecessary flab in there in the second half where she's um, chasing around after Olga and doing. There's bits of. I I don't think it needed as much weight there. I do agree. The first half is almost perfect, and I think the second half drags a little bit, but only a little bit.
0: I agree. I actually think that the first act. Before, like I said before, I don't even think a story really comes into play until quite towards the end of the second act when she kind of gets accused of sexual abuse for, you know, until that point comes in. I think this is really just a pure character study. And I agree that that first act is the strongest. My issue with the film, my only issue really is, and it's right there in the Wikipedia description, psychological drama. I think that this film really is, it, is. Well, this is the this is my issue with it. It's I think a drama, that it's a sure. drama, and I think that there are some psychological elements which, to be honest, I think are played up too much. She has
1: one film. weird dream sequence that's about as far as. And it I actually, into that, we, I wish that wasn't there. You know, things no, like there's a, a couple Dr. of Lee times
0: where she it. wakes up in the night and you know, like the metronome has moved and it's ticking and stuff. And there's a couple of moments like that where things happen that don't actually really end up amounting to anything. And it, no. it is those little moments here and there that I wish were cut because I don't think they're necessary. This this works perfectly fine as a dramatic character study, and that's all
1: it needs yeah, to be. I mean, my, my assumption was that those were elements were in there to sort of help paint the picture of you know the genius as being on, on the yeah. point of mad, you know, on the point of madness at, at all times. I, and yeah. I don't think that's necessary. I don't I, I think, think so you Get her personality and and her psyche. Agreed. Perfectly well through Blanchett's performance. Yeah, yeah, hundred. I don't think you need it really, sort of hammered home by crazy dream sequences and "Oh, yeah. is she mad? Is she?" Agreed. It, yeah, I don't think it's needed. And, and I think
0: I just think how much stronger that moment in the film would be. There's a, a scene right, you know, end of the second act, basically that transition from second to third act, where the Marla performance is starting. And you don't really know what's happening until she leaps on the other conductor and
1: just oh, starts yeah. pummeling it. Poor old Mark Strong. And
0: I, I just think about how strong that moment would be if that was kind of the clicking point. That was like, okay, now she's fucking crazy. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, it's after she's been accused. She's already had all of the shit with Olga. We We really don't need those other moments of that kind of psychological descent because that moment does it for me. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that and that was just wonderfully done. Yeah, it came so out of left field. It did. I didn't. I didn't even see Mark Strong there. Same. I, I kind of just assumed felt she was. She was, was, getting she was ready walking for- out. Yes. And <laughs> the uncomfortable air that you had through the orchestra, I just thought was well. They all know the shit that's going on in her life. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, every interaction with her is awkward. Yeah. I, I didn't twig to the fact that. She wasn't even meant to fucking be there at all, yeah, same um it was brilliant that moment, wow, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what did you think how did you think she went with the code shifting and the and the dual language stuff? she's shifting in and out of German? I mean, I guess
0: you know as someone who doesn't speak German, <laughs> I obviously can't talk to like her. How that came across. But I guess, the, you know, she's not supposed to be a native German speaker.
1: So even for. Especially once German you people, get to the very end, if, if we're yeah, spoilers Yeah, exactly. Where so even you realize that she's. <laughs> what is she, she? She's not Lydia Tar, She's yeah, Linda, Linda, ta. Linda
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I think. I, I, I thought that was actually insanely impressive. I actually I thought the she whole was production was Especially she,
1: where, where she. And one of my favorite scenes where she confronts the daughter's. Bully. Yes, that was so good. And flips in and out of German, just going. If you do it again, <laughs> yes. I will find you and I will get you. Yeah. And if you and- try and tell any adult about it, they won't believe you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and the way that she only ever refers to herself as the the daughter's father, she, yeah. she just you know I, I'm so and so's father. Like just little character touches like that that tell you who Tar is.
1: Like yeah. it's it's just oh she's very she's very much the the um. Working father in that relationship, yeah. Definitely. Despite the fact that they're both full time employed, yes, yeah. <laughs> Sharon is very much the the mum that's home, and, yeah. and Lydia just swans in and then swans out and then flies yeah. off to a book tour and then comes back and yeah. And even uh, the daughter Petra even refers to her as Lydia, not yes, mother or father, yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just think that the whole
0: screenplay is so incredibly- This is going to sound like a stupid word for a two-hour-forty film. I think the screenplay is incredibly tight. I think that the dialogue is very well written and very
1: well realised. Tell you what, after last week, (laughs) the two films that I saw this week, fuck their good, well-written dialogue. The dialogue was so natural. It was so brilliant. I was so impressed
0: by that opening scene. Like- The dexterity that Field works with, given that that entire opening scene is exposition, you're starting with a 10, 15-minute sequence of somebody telling you every beat of TAR's life. Like, that's literally all that scene is, to the point where it's literally a presenter talking to an audience, us in the audience, literally just recounting, giving you everything you need to know about this person. And that Mm. could so easily come off really crappy and yet it doesn't because it feels so real everything about the production from the writing through to the presentation of that scene it feels like something you would be watching I was talking to a colleague the other day about this film and he hadn't seen it yet he'd only seen trailers but he was swearing black and blue to me that this is a true story <laughs> and I was like it, it feels no, like it I, I know, to right? look it up because it I thought
1: does. oh is this is she a real person yeah. Because there are so many. I mean, A, that initial um, interview. It's just got so many. I mean, he's not an actor. That's yeah. the actual New York. He is a reporter for the New Yorker. That's. He's not playing a part. That's just him. Um, and all the references to her being. Uh, uh, Bernstein being her mentor. And yeah. th- 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 there were all these little intricate sort of attachments in, in her life to r- real people. Yeah. That made me think, oh, well, it, it, it must be based on a true story. That's th- It's very it's not.
0: clever just filling the characters with so many details that it makes it impossible for you to pick anything out like that, you know, and very mm. cleverly setting it in the real world. Like, but but it, 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 but in a world that not that many people are familiar with, you know, no. like how many people really are up to date with famous composers and conductors? <laughs> Like
1: yeah, I, I felt Williams. kind of nerdy watching <laughs> yeah. it because I'm going, ooh, I love Marlis <laughs> Field. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> but it's weird. It makes me wonder where the story first came from. Yeah. I'm assuming and Field wrote it, didn't he? He
0: did. He wrote it. And this is, like I said, he's only made the three films. Little Children was yeah. 2006. So we're now, what, like a full 15 years on from that.
1: Mm. Um, I, know, I know he does a bit of acting. I presume maybe that pays the bills. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the the links with Leonard Bernstein are, are so entwined through this entire story. It makes me wonder if maybe he's a Bernstein fan who was sort of thinking about his life and, and it came from there. Yeah. Because the whole thing obviously hinges around this performance of Marla's Fifth. Yeah. Um, which... Um, Bernstein uh, famously um, led the performance at JFK's funeral. It's it's linked to him more than probably any other composer or, or bandleader. Yeah. leader. Um, so it, 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 it has to be something there. Field must have kind of drawn from that and gone, okay, well, it's an iconic piece of music. It's, yeah. it's this great monumental thing. It's the pinnacle of Mahler's career. It's the pinnacle of one of the pinnacles of Bernstein's career, what if he had a mentee who was obsessed with it and sort of went from there? It seems odd that Bernstein is so central to this to the point where she's one of the pivotal sort of what I think would have been possibly the best ending and I think you could have stopped it when she pulls out the old vhs of bernstein conducting i
0: i agree you could have ended it i think that, that
1: would have been a really nice coda we're looking at her mentor and and his because he's uh from memory it's it's not him performing it's him um talking about music to yes. a, a, a youthful audience, and the power or something. of music yeah yeah um yeah and and my, and her putting that in, she's rediscovering her love of music, and, yeah. as opposed to it being this all-consuming passion, that would have been a good ending. I don't think we needed to see her fall from grace so far that she's conducting. I was the, I was the, just going to the, the theme that. With, to fucking monster <laughs> to a room full of cosplayers. I, yeah, it, that that felt really. It, it is an
0: interesting, and it, but it almost makes it a different movie, right? So it's like. The equivalent of that to me would be almost like if you ended the menu after he makes the cheeseburger. You know, <laughs> it's like that. So, yeah. so you, uh, yeah, I understand that, and I think that. Yeah, this it's, movie, it's
1: do, do we end with her? I guess yeah, it's like having different- redemption exactly personally, and- or do we end with her? Having fallen from Grace so far, she's on the other yes. side of the world from her family. And yeah. basically from a from a conductor's point of view, yeah. It's it's like it's it's like if David Fincher ended up directing McDonald's commercials. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and this that's the thing. This movie, obviously,
0: completely different genre, completely different style to the menu. This absolutely could have worked if you ended at that point. And I think I probably would have liked it just as much because you're right. That's a very powerful moment and it would have been a nice moment to end on. I personally didn't mind the end. I do feel like that, I, I that bit mind also it. runs for a bit long. It's a good kind of 20 minutes, that end bit when she kind of goes to the Philippines. And I think there's some nice moments in there. I think, you know, the moment where she goes to get the massage and is kind of disgusted by- um, it's, it's
1: like it's not that sort
0: of massage. <laughs> yeah, like when they're there with the numbers, and obviously it's the one with you know number five, like Marla's fifth is the one that kind of makes her like, oh, yeah, whoom,
1: you know, like there's that. Nice Plus, also, I think there. she was literally going for a massage, and yes, didn't realise it was. <laughs> and but given her pers- given her personality through the entire rest of the film, well, that's the thing. And then you got i I'm not that you know. sure that she would have been. That offended. Well, that's well, yeah. <laughs> I kind of feel like she would have gone. Oh, okay. Well, th- nice. that's what
0: you got to wonder though. Like, what is it exactly she's offended by? Is she offended by even the fact that the concierge recommended this place? Is she disgusted that somebody would think that of her? Or you know what? That's what I, mean? what I it's got.
1: Like, I, I thought it was literally. Yeah, the, the, it's more so than the act itself. It's, this, this is how far I've sunk. Yes, yeah. Even going for a massage is kind of tainted and and seedy. Yes, exactly. There, there's there's nothing proper about my existence yeah. anymore and she you know she has had that
0: huge rise because as we discover she was Linda Tear, like you know and she's she's kind of heightened herself to, and now she's just fallen right back into the slums and the scum and no, it's it's, so far You know, so I actually didn't mind the ending, in particular that very last shot when you discover what it is she's conducting. Like, because you assume that maybe (laughs) it's still a legit orchestra or something. Like, you don't really know what it is until that final shot when it pulls back and the music is playing and the screen comes down and there's all those cosplayers. And I, I do think there's something really nerdy that
1: I kind of knew exactly what was going on the minute the screen came down and the voiceover started. It's like, oh, okay, so she's doing that. I, I actually think that it's funny. There's almost,
0: like, Field is having fun in that moment. In a film that is not fun for the majority of its runtime, there's there's a kind of schadenfreude-esque glee in oh, watching this 100%. moment. 100%. You know, like, so I actually it- don't mind that- that
1: ending it's, it's entirely appropriate that the only word to describe that scene is a german word <laughs> yeah yeah
0: it's <laughs> true yeah and it's like you're not because she is such an awful character in so many ways that you're almost oh, so not supposed all the way to be through rooting she's
1: for, doing morally reprehensible yeah. things she's she's horrible to sure he's annoying but sebastian her assistant is a perfectly nice guy yeah yeah and she's awful to him yeah, she cheats to get the hot chick into the cellist position. Yes. Yeah, because she recognizes the footfalls from the the bathroom. Yeah, she, she all the way through. She steals her wife's medication. Yes, yes. I mean, wow. And it becomes clear that she <laughs>
0: needs that
1: medication. That's not. Oh yeah. Like- <laughs> she's it, very early on the first time you realize what she's doing. Yeah, I think um, when she comes home and. and She's in a panic because she can't find her medicine and (laughs) Blanchett runs into the bathroom and pulls the bottle out of her bag and goes, oh, look, I found one. This is it, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Yes, it's a really interesting interesting movie because you're not necessarily rooting for her to do any better, but you still, I think, somehow in that final moment, feel really bad for how far she's fallen. Like, it's very clever filmmaking by field. Um, what did you think of the score for the film, given that this movie is obviously all about music? and
1: I knew you were going to ask this, and all I can remember are the fucking Marla scenes.
0: Well, <laughs>
1: that's where I was going to go.
0: My memory of this film is that it's virtually in silence, except for when she's conducting. I don't think there is any actual score in the film. And I think that's a really strong move and makes that's a lot of sense. how it what should be. I, yes. I
1: couldn't confirm, and I should have paid more attention. Yeah, um, but every time the marla started, I was just kind of okay. I'm just going to sit back and just enjoy <laughs> this. Um, What's your
0: favorite classical piece? Let, let's let, let's nerd out for a minute.
1: Oh, the, 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 unequivocally, it's Song of Joy. I mean, yeah, Song of Joy right. is a, I, yeah. I, I, ever since I saw Dead Poets as uh, whatever age I was, that just washed over me, and I I love it. Yeah. Probably my second favourite is a bit more obscure. Um, uh, French composer Gounod did a thing called Funeral March of a Marionette. Right. Um, which I'll flick you. There's a, there's an amazing um, on on YouTube, there's an animated film clip. Yeah, right. That someone's done to that. Yeah, cool. Um, very uh, Nightmare Before christmas sort of yeah right. Shadow puppety animation. Yeah, of, of this, um, you'll know that you'll know the music for sure. i to that's, check that out. That's one of my all-time favourites. But I do love Marla, especially Marla's fifth. Yeah, the, the um, allegretto that, that he wrote for his wife is. The, um in the fifth is just some one of the most beautiful pieces of music ever.
0: Yeah. I'm a big fan of Gustav Holtz, his uh The Planets. The planets, yeah, for sure. Particularly I'll Jupiter, think
1: that's the one, can't go wrong.
0: Yeah. Jupiter is fantastic, which um I don't know if you're a Bluey watcher at all, but it got used in an episode of Bluey, <laughs> and so it's it's become quite back in vogue again. <laughs> but I'd be so proud. It's, it's such a beautiful piece of music. <laughs> Standing. <laughs> all right, well, so all in all, how, how are you scoring Tar then? Are you as high oh, on it as many difficult. of the rest of the world
1: are? This is one of those ones, and I always hate it when you see people do reviews, and I'm shouting out <laughs> fucking Gerald Morris, I think, here, where they go, you know, lead actor's performance, A+, rest of the movie, C. Yeah, um, yeah. But it is kind of one of those. If it were, She is incredible. Yeah, absolutely flawless. Um, and I'm so pleased that this has turned you around into realising what a phenomenal <laughs> performer she is. Yeah, she is And, great. and that she is the greatest her. actress that this country has ever produced and that Nicole Kidman is an absolutely shocking actress. I'm glad that you now agree <laughs> with all of those statements. Um, I, uh, all up, I'd probably – I'm around a seven and a half, I think. Yeah, right. I think it is too long. Yeah. Um, I think it, it's, it does sag a bit sort of in the the latter half to third. Yeah. But the scenes that are great are so great. Yeah, yeah. Um, her, her lecture scene is up there oh. with the one from White Noise as one of the best. Uh, if, if pedagogy was a genre and, and <laughs> yeah. we could just talk about the art of teaching, um, that scene is is. Phenomenal. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the good bits are incredibly good. It's it is a little long. Yeah. So yeah, seven and a half. I think. I agree with a lot of what you said.
0: I don't look. Uh, this film has turned me around. She's a good actress. But Holly Valance and is Hulk still Edmund's out there in
1: the very world. Very mediocre.
0: Holly Valance is still out there in the world, my friend. From Neighbors. So oh, how can you say that she, Cate Blanchett is true. the best that's actor that
1: is has? DoA now? is well overdue for a rewatch. <laughs>
0: Um. Yeah. Look, I'm an eight out of ten. I was very, very nearly a nine, but I do feel like I, I don't. I mean, I, I'm okay with the length, all in all. But it is. There are. I was about a nine and like, a
1: half when I paused this at about the halfway mark. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, even if it was um, only fifteen to twenty <clears> minutes shorter, I think I
0: would have bumped up to a nine. But I do love this movie. I think it's truly fantastic.
1: So. Awesome. Yeah, it, it, it's made me even more determined to go watch his previous two as soon. Oh, you have to, you have to.
0: Petit, little Children, which I also love, the book of, um, written by Tom Perrotta. Well, that's a guy. dream
1: cast as well. Oh, Jennifer it is. Connelly and Jackie Earle Haley in the same movie. Oh, Holy shit, dude! Kate Winslet. Patrick Wilson the most handsome man alive I mean, I I, look, I wasn't even going to go there it's just a given <laughs>
0: fuck sake Um you should also you should read the novel by Tom Perrotta as well who also wrote Election do you remember the film Election with Reese Witherspoon Oh, and Reese? Broderick
1: Yes With a Spoon Without a Spoon I love her anyway <laughs> Yes yes novel uh, yeah, written by the same great. guy fantastic Wow okay that's a, t- totally yeah. different Mm. Not not at all what I would have expected. They're very, very different no, things. very exactly. diverse author. All
0: right, well, let's get over to Babylon, then, which is a 2022 American epic period black comedy drama film epic written and, and, and a half directed by Damien Chazelle. features an ensemble cast, including Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie, Diego Calvert, John Smart, Jovan Adipo, and Lee Jun Lee. Um I had a an year. uncredited My Spike good. Jones. Really? Yep.
1: And, uh, He's not in the cast. list. He's not on IMDb, but <laughs> I-, I guarantee it's him and, and it's not a small role he's quite he's quite prominent
0: and I always ask you this anyway but I'm definitely gonna today because I don't even know
1: <laughs> what's it about Dave <laughs> debauchery and the extravagant excess of the 1920s Hollywood right. as they transition into sound borrowing very liberally from Singing in the Rain
0: yes I, I heard that comparison
1: in a review oh jury's out as to whether it's an homage, or whether it's just kind of lazy stealing in parts. I mean, we Um, all know
0: that the best film about the transition from silent film to the talkies is Downton Abbey 2, A New Era.
1: (laughs) Fuck off. (laughs) Go watch Singing in the Rain. What's wrong with you? This is- uh, uh, And we're going to have to revisit this once you've seen it.
0: Yeah. But- Maybe we'll do that in a patron thing on like a- Yeah, yeah, we'll
1: do a proper one on this because I think it deserves it. Um, Chazelle, I think, is one of the most talented blokes working today. He, I've really loved every movie
0: he's put out. I don't artisan. think he's put out a bad film
1: at all. Um, no, he hasn't. Uh, I, I, I say that I haven't seen First Man, but First Man is
0: great. Whiplash like, and La La Land,
1: both. First Fabulous. Man got much more mixed
0: to kind of mediocre reviews, and I don't I wasn't understand anti it, it at all. I, ju-
1: I just, I just, yeah, weirdly, it's Passed film. me by, and, like all um, his films, fantastic soundtrack. I, I've got a soft spot for him because. He's probably along with me one of the two biggest fans of the director Jacques Demy. Um, La La Land is basically his love letter to Umbrellas of Cherbourg and the um, <laughs> Young Girls of Rochefort. So I'm predisposed to like his stuff. This is a technical marvel. Yeah, right. This film. Yeah, I can understand. Do I think you said Tofu was really high on it, wasn't he? He was very high on it. Yeah, yeah. I can understand it. It is technically phenomenal. It yep. opens with one of the best fucking wonders I've ever seen. It's incredible. Yeah, right. The, the, how he has done what he has done with the camera—it's like nineteen seventeen levels. I felt the same art, way about
0: La La artistry. Land. Like that opening number in La La Land, where the oh, camera forget, is a wonder. Uh, forget fucking, that.
1: Yeah. No, 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 no. The, the, wait, wait till you see the. Yeah, opening. right. Yeah. Well, no, so, tell a lie. It's not the opening shot. There's a there's a um kind of a preamble bit. Yep. Where we establish. A character, yep. which I think is completely unnecessary. Okay. And put me in the wrong frame of mind because I I, I think it it tonally it's off. It doesn't belong. Yeah. Okay. But then you get to the, the sort of the intro proper where you get to this excessive, debauched, bacchanal party yeah. being held by one of the studio heads. And that's where we introduce all of the characters. They all sort of come into this. Insert and there's an elephant. There's nudity galore. It, it <laughs> earns its R rating in this scene alone, and and the camera does things going through this party that yeah right. Well, ha- your jaw will be on the floor. Yeah. It's it's really really incredible. Um, the acting is excellent across yep. the board. Margot Robbie is phenomenal. Brad Pitt is really really good. Um, even some of the side players, Gene Smart's in there playing, uh, I can't remember the character's name, but she's basically Luella Parsons, um, the sort of gossip columnist of of Hollywood. Yeah. And she's incredible. Um, our main guy, who I don't know from anything else, uh, was his name Diego? Yeah. Calva, yeah. Something like that. Um, um, yeah. He's done a bunch of stuff in... Uh, yeah, Latin Diego Calva. ...TV and, and cinema. Um, I think he's been in a couple of things that I haven't seen, but yep. he's he's um, extremely good as well. It's, it's... 90% of this film is a 10 out of 10 film. Yeah, right. 10% of this film is a 5 out of 10 film. It's been very mixed, obviously. So... Strangely,
0: this was, I think, the biggest box office flop of last year. Oh, it's not doing well. Did very, very poorly at the box office.
1: Um, and I think a lot of that's got to do with the length. Obviously, that yeah. you don't have a lot of screenings when you're a three-hour movie. Yeah, that's true. And it's true. not like an avatar where people will forgive it. Yeah. It's it's a, it's a an investment to sit through this. Yeah. It's not going to appeal to everyone. A lot of people are going to find it extremely long. Yeah. Um, the ending is very problematic. Okay. And I'm gonna, I, I won't say any more about like, it until like you've seen in it. But
0: PC sense of the word problematic or?
1: No, in a what the fuck right. were you thinking, okay. Chazelle, Yeah. Um kind of a way. Um, and the very, yeah, the, the, as I said, the, the intro scene just didn't work for me. It's yeah. a little bit too long. It doesn't need to be as long as it is. But that said- The majority of the runtime, I wasn't looking at my watch. I was fully engrossed with the characters. I was enjoying it. Every time they were on set was great. Yeah. Even the bits, and there are some bits that are sort of rather uncomfortably, you know, inverted commas, homaging, singing in the rain. But to me, it's just kind of, it feels a bit hackneyed and lazy for you to just be aping scenes. Yeah. Yeah from another film. Yeah. It, it. I don't get it. Um, I've seen a, uh, some complaints in reviews. There is one bit where they actually have a performance of the song, Singing in the Rain. Right. And it's 1929. And I've seen people <laughs> going, well, that's just bullshit. But in actual fact, the song, Singing in the Rain, wasn't written for the movie in nineteen fifty three. It was written for um oh what was it called? Uh, review of uh, it's one of the one of the early musical yeah. sound talky um Busby Berkeley style things. Um and they're actually showing that. They've yeah, right. recreated the look of that scene. So I didn't have a problem with that. It was some of the other yeah. bits that that I thought were a little bit hokey, but all in all, it's a massive love letter to early Hollywood. Yeah. The only major complaint that I have, and I'm in good company because Paul Schrader said the same thing, <laughs> um, that it's a beautiful film but badly researched. It, it, it's too debauched. It's too yeah, over the right. top. I get that they had parties with big bowls of cocaine and, and elephants and nudity and people yeah. fucking on the dance floor and all of that. That's fine but there's a there's a section in the film later on where you encounter a sort of a gangster character yeah and it's it's just over the top it, it doesn't it, it's so out of place it really stopped the momentum of the film for me it didn't belong um Toby Maguire's involved and and Toby um, Maguire's in it uh Ethan Embry is it Ethan Embry Ethan Embry that is no from see Empire them? Records? Yes. Really? Big fella. Yes. You mean Ethan Embry? But he's a big fella way? with a beard now. Yeah. I'm sure it's Ethan Embry. Right. Someone <laughs> will, someone, I'm sure someone will message if I've got it wrong. Um, I get names wrong all the time, as people who've listened to the last couple of episodes will know. Um, <laughs> but it's it, the, the, the entire sequence sh- doesn't belong. It yeah, would be a right. better film without it, and it, it's it, – I would probably dock half a star in my rating because this weird scene is in there that yeah. doesn't belong. The, all of the old Hollywood stuff, there's some wonderful sequences looking at um, particularly in the, in the first half where you're seeing the sets of the silent films before they all start, you know, oh, my God, talkies are a thing. The jazz singer's blowing up. We need to get sound into it. Yeah. The first half, I think, w- where you're seeing them making this – establishing everything and, and we're in silent movie territory is by far the best. And it's yeah. it's really,
0: really good. Let me ask you this. So despite the really poor box office and the fairly mixed to honestly kind of mediocre critical reception, yeah. it's, it's actually done not too bad at awards season. Like, f- I think it got five noms at the Globes and it's got three at the Oscars.
1: I think it, it, particularly in- Categories where you're being voted by your peers. Yeah. I think any director is going to go, well, fuck, he's done a good job. Yeah.
0: And I know it's up for any cinematographer is going
1: to go, yeah. That shit's amazing.
0: Yeah. Um, And I know it's up for production design and score as well, which doesn't surprise me because every score that Chazelle and Hurwitz have done has been phenomenal.
1: Score's fantastic. Production design obviously is fantastic. He's recreated the 1920s. I don't know
0: how many of the best picture nominations you've seen this year. In your opinion, is Babylon better than any of them? Should Babylon have cracked into that 10 of Best Picture nominees?
1: Oh, refresh my memory who some of them are. So I would you've got, it- you got Top Gun Maverick. Fuck off. No, that doesn't even belong there. <laughs> the Fablemans, joke. All Quiet on I the West I haven't seen The front. Fablemans because it looks saccharine. And, and, I mean, I'll watch it, obviously, <laughs> yeah. but it, I'm not excited for it. Uh, all Quiet um, on the Western Front. Um, I haven't seen that yet. But I hear very good things, and I'm a huge fan of almost every pre- every previous version of that story. Yeah. So um, I think it's probably well-deserving of its place there. Uh,
0: women talking, which we haven't got here yet.
1: I haven't, yeah. It, uh, I'm very keen. I've heard very good things, and yeah. I hear that it's being horrendously snubbed by people all over the place, so it makes me want to watch it more. Yeah. Uh, everything everywhere all at once. Uh, I actually want that in there. Yeah, as as you know, I have I have problems with the length. I have problems with the lack of editing, but despite all of that, it was my biggest recommend of the year. Yeah, and and, and I I very much thought that every single person on the planet should go and see it to support the Daniels. Yeah, and what they had achieved, even if it is an imperfect <laughs> masterpiece,
0: uh, Avatar: The Way of Water. Oh, fuck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, it's better than Avatar, but is it Best Picture? No, fuck off. Of course it's not.
0: Banshees of Sharon. That belongs. Elvis.
1: Uh, oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Fucking living in the Upside Down. The uh, only thing about that that deserves plaudits- is Austin Butler. <laughs> Everything about it, <laughs> fuck off. Hanks is awful, and Baz Luhrmann is just-
0: Yeah. I <laughs> hate Um, Tar and Triangle of Sadness. Oh, Triangle of Sadness I've still got to get to. I, I'm- Honestly, I'm going to be honest, I'm surprised to see- Of all of the nominees, that's the one I'm actually most surprised to see in here.
1: Fucking menu should be in there, but um, whatever.
0: You know, like- do I think Avatar or Elvis should be in here? No, but given what the Oscars are, it makes sense to me that they're there. Triangle of Sadness is the one that I. Where's written. the Northman?
1: That's what yeah. I want to know. Because Triangle of Sadness, I don't think was that good. Big movies. Yeah. That, you know, that are epic in scale. Yeah. That are sort of critically well regarded. Yeah. And audience. Well Why received, the hell is yeah. the Northman not there? It Agreed. came out too early in the year. That's, That's the, the only thing I can yeah, think of.
0: Yeah, true. So, all right, how are you scoring Babylon?
1: Oh, <laughs> look, I, I'm going to go an eight. Yeah, right. Wow. Because the good is so phenomenal. Really good. high score. Yeah. That you know it it loses a couple of points for the the ending the length. The weird gangster bit that really doesn't sort of belong and the intro, but everything else is just fucking A grade. It's such, it's masterfully made. I definitely have to get to it. I mean, I should have this week. (laughs) Yeah, I know.
0: (laughs) All right, but since I did the dirty on you- Uh, Here's here's a movie that I saw that you didn't. So let's talk about the whale for a moment, which is a 2022 American Uh,
1: psychological film. Very varying reports on
0: this. (laughs) Uh, Directed by Darren Aronofsky and written by Samuel D. Hunter, based on his 2012 play of the same name. It stars Brennan Fraser, Sadie Sink, Hong Chow, Ty Simpkins, and Samantha Morton. And fuck, I guess I'm going to have to do this.
1: (laughs) Um, It follows. (laughs) It's about a fat dude, isn't it? Well,
0: yeah, pretty much. It follows the. And he said, is he a teacher? Yes. Oh, you know more. Oh, you you do it, mate.
1: <laughs> Follow, <laughs> follows a week
0: in the life of a,
1: a reclusive- with a fat guy.
0: A reclusive English teacher with severe obesity. Um, that's pretty much it. So you can 100% see that this film is based on a play. Um, it's still very much written like a play, which I think is probably the weakest point. I think there are moments when- The dialogue slips a little more into that kind of stage play territory, which for Mm -hmm. me just rings a little bit more false. Um, And it's very much directed like a stage play. The whole thing is set in this one apartment. Very limited cast.
1: Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Let me say this, though.
1: Is he a shut-in?
0: He's a shut-in, yeah. Okay. I do not understand the bad reviews. I think that the worst you could say about this film is that it's very good. I think that- Wow. I think this film is like- you cried, didn't you? I did not. but oh, okay. I mean, I wouldn't have put it past me.
1: <laughs> like, I think
0: <laughs> that's a fair assumption to have made.
1: Because I'm expecting um, to.
0: I looked around the audience and everybody else was crying. And I was- You robot. And well, no, I was almost too affected to cry. And I didn't even realize how affected I was by the film until the next day when I was still thinking about it. Like, that's the kind of film this is. I, I don't understand how anybody could say that this is not a good film because
1: too I'm many- really, I'm really pleased it. to hear because I was looking forward to this immensely. Yeah. If nothing else than, I mean, you and I are both big Brendan Fraser fans and it's so lovely that he's come back and all of that Yeah. momentum that everything about that is, you know, it, it, it just makes you happy. Yeah. Um, You, like, uh, also were someone that actually liked Mother. Um, yes. I, I, I don't hate I don't think Aronofsky's a pompous twat. I think he's very, very talented. Yeah, yeah. Um, I
0: actually very uh, much enjoyed Mother. Um, But, yeah, and let me tell you this, Fraser should win that award. Like, before I saw this movie, as much as I like Fraser, I really did think a lot of the hype was this kind of, like,
1: you know, it's it's his comeback. And we're all happy that he's back and we all love him and he's such a big gentle fellow. and yeah. And it, you, you know, know
0: how much I yeah, loved you wanted Man it to a Sharon,
1: but oh, yeah, Fraser is very for much this on the feral train for Best this, Actor. This
0: is the best performance of the year. He is exceptional in this performance. I I don't, I don't I really don't understand how anyone could say this is a bad film. Like it's it's very, very emotionally affecting. It's very emotionally charged. I think particularly It is something we can all relate to, to a huge extent. Now, am I 600 pounds? No. (laughs) But I have struggled with food and obesity my entire life. And I can see myself falling down that rabbit hole easily. And I think that's what this movie really is about at its core. It's it's about, like, addiction and and how we- I was going to say, I would assume it's
1: relatable to- Yeah. Any sort of- um Exactly. Yeah, there's um, there's a scene in the film. There's a
0: scene in the film where he is binge eating, and it's uh, Darren Aronofsky is fucking brilliant because the way that it's filmed and the way that it's put together, it's like watching a drug overdose scene. Like you're literally watching this person commit suicide just by eating, and the tension that is built in that scene is absolutely insane. And, you know, there's been a lot of talk about the film, a lot of controversy, particularly around Fraser's casting, because he's not actually
1: oh that God, I've got no time for that shit.
0: Uh, it gives me the shits, because let's face it, the, the window for 600 pound actors is very, very, very limited. And the production requirements that would have been involved in something like that would have been.
1: At the end of the day, someone who is that big wouldn't be able to well, exactly. perform the part. Physically and and in any other way, hundred um, percent. Yeah, and apart from that, I, it, no, I, I, I'm obviously not in favour of blackface or <laughs> yeah. You know, there are, there are certain things that are just off and wrong. But I don't have a problem with straight people playing gay parts, gay people playing straight yeah, parts. Of course, that, that is not the same. Or, or you know, someone playing a different physical size than they are. Yeah. Whether it's through CG or through practical makeup, if they are the better actor, they should yeah. get the part. Agreed. It shouldn't be yeah. based on the physicality. And that is not the same, even though I've seen people bring it up in reviews because they're fucking idiots, <laughs> yeah. it's not the same as someone putting on blackface or yeah. taping their eyes down to the you know, Mickey Rooney in Breakfast at Tiffany's is not the same as <laughs> Brendan Fraser in Fucking the no. Whale. And, and if honestly- you, If you say it is, you're an idiot. And honestly, he is- phenomenal in this
0: role as is Sadie Sink who plays his daughter who I I love from Stranger Things and she's brilliant in this and I hope she's very very good I hope that we see her in more and more now because the two of them put in A-list performances um I actually- I think the biggest weakness of the film is Hong Chao, who surprisingly has been nominated for a Supporting Actress Award for it. Who's Hong Chao? Why do I know Hong Chao? She was also in The Menu. She's the- um,
1: Oh, really? Okay. She's the- uh, The the maitre d'? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, admittedly, that's a fairly- Robotic role, so probably yeah. doesn't require a great deal in the menu. But
0: Yeah, my only issue here is, like I said, I think the screenplay, it was adapted by the same guy who wrote the stage play, and I do think it does tend to fall into that stage play territory. And I think that there are some actors who just can't pull that style of dialogue off, and I, I actually yeah. just think she's one of them. It, it does come off sure. a little bit forced, and it's just not what I needed from that role. And I do think that there's... There's one subplot in the film as well involving a missionary who comes to visit the house, and I could do without that. I think that that kind of – it doesn't need to be there, and it feels, again, forced and kind of phony at some points. But I think the main kind of crux of the story and those performances to hinge it – fucking phenomenal. Like, when I left the cinema, I thought I was a seven on it, but after thinking on it, I'm I'm honestly an eight, and I could even see that rising. I actually think that this film is worthy of being in those top ten nominations. I don't think it ever would have had a chance to win.
1: I'm pleased that Fraser... is what we we were sort of hoping from that uh, performance that it's not all just nostalgia and yeah you know, yeah yeah happy happy feeling. I mean honestly, that, I can't know, wait for you that to it see genuinely
0: it. Genuinely is good. I can't wait for you to see it, and I reckon you will cry. Um, like
1: the end note of the film, I, I really feel like I'm gonna. <laughs>
0: yeah, you will. <laughs> You will. I don't. I don't want to spoil anything, but actually, the entire structure of the film is very well put together. Like I said, I didn't realise before going in that it literally follows five days in this man's life. Um, okay, and it's 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 very very emotionally charged. <laughs> like, yeah. So yeah, there you go. Eight out of ten on it.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, well, there you go. We're both at eight. Oh, well, there you go. So we, we 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 each need to get to the others. Film, yes, hundred
0: percent. All right. Well, what are we getting to next week, mate? Are we? Are we? Are we, are we MCU time?
1: diving into the quantum first? I, next I
0: week? feel like we might be. Are we really there already? We are. We're getting to some Ant Man and the Wasp Quantumania style, mate.
1: Excellent. And I believe- nice.
0: I believe our good friend Sam Hurley from Movie Reviews and 20Qs is going to join us, who-
1: Oh, I was going to say, did you get on to Sammy?
0: Who's joined me for, I mean, fuck, I believe every MCU
1: movie at least since- Between him and Julio, they're the two biggest MCU (laughs) fanboys on the planet. So, yeah, it looks like we're going to have- I'm kind of hoping the the movie's going to be mediocre so that we can (laughs) butt heads with him. (laughs) That's going to be pretty fun. You know It'd be nice to have a good MCU MCU film though maybe I won't watch it
0: (laughs) maybe I'll just like sit back in you know commentators YouTube battle it out
1: (laughs) when was the last MCU film that you thought was genuinely really good
0: well, I'm going to get mocked for this because, do you know what I think it was? Eternals.
1: I, I was, that's I'm the, I'm the the agree completely. Who, oh, right, the only cool. two good films in the entire <laughs> Phase 4 were Black Widow and Eternals. Everything else was fucking yeah, mediocre Black, crap.
0: Yeah, Black Widow wasn't bad. That at least had Black, Florence I, Pugh I, in it I, Black Widow fucking legend.
1: I'd, I'd re-watch Black Widow if you haven't seen it more than once. Yeah, right. It's it, The acting and the dialogue in that film is... Really quite stellar. Yeah.
0: I, I've never been massive on the MCU, though. I think no. of the- I mean, fuck, how many films are there now? Over 30. I would say they're a batting big. at less than 50% of what I would say are good films. Oh,
1: that's a little harsh.
0: No way. Think about it. That's like 15 films.
1: That you that, that you reckon are below average? Yeah. Yeah. No, nah, that's horrendously harsh. No way. No There's way. about five that are dog shit. Nah. and there's maybe five that are so so. No everything way. else is at least decent. No way, I reckon. It, every, nah. There's, there's like <laughs> I could count on one hand the number that 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 are under a five out of ten. No way, no way. All and right. they're almost he, all in this phase. <laughs> I <laughs> this was going to say, all. even just looking
0: at the last ten films, mate. I mean, do you count the holiday special? That was no, no, cool. of course not. That's Love and Thunder. <laughs> Absolutely. trash. Love and trash
1: three and a half out yeah. of five. Yeah, Multiverse That's of best. Madness. Absolute That was garbage. Trash. Spider-Man No Way
0: Home was no Way fucking Home mediocre was as not, shit. Yeah. Shang-Chi. Fucking uh, awful. I mean, honestly, I'm going to go out there and say it. Baseball uh, I mean, go
1: sucks, End except game. on TV.
0: Endgame. on TV Not a good, good, good. movie. Endgame is not End a good game movie. Endgame is
1: a fine movie. It's just not as good as Infinity War. anymore.
0: Ooh, I don't know, man.
1: I don't know. There's a, there's enough good in Endgame to warrant a a, a solid 7.5, 8 out of 10.
0: I mean, Guardians Volume 2, I think is fine. pretty fucking Not trash. Not as good as
1: one, but it was fine. Ooh, okay.
0: Maybe we should do this at some point.
1: <laughs> I can't believe that you've seen more of the MCU than you have of Tarantino's film. <laughs>
0: Oh, in my defence, you're talking about thirty films versus nine.
1: <laughs> that, that's, that's not in your defence. You've seen more of the thirty than you have of the nine.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay. And but see, but now I think I'm only missing two. I think Tarantino is really. Yeah, I think Kill Bill one I and thought you two. I've seen half of them. Well, see, oh, luckily, you did the binge, Of course, exactly. You? Jason made ah. me finally get to a bunch of them, so I'm pretty sure oh, that we now, all owe Jason a debt. I'm pretty sure that so what now, are you missing? Kill Bill one and two, I think, are the only ones.
1: Holy fuck, they're like two of the best ones. Yeah, I'll
0: get it. Well, that's what everyone's been telling me for years about Django <laughs> and Bastards. You can't come out now and say, "Oh, so you've seen
1: Inglorious Bastards?" I've seen it now. Yeah, it's very good.
0: <laughs> it's good. It's good. I seen... think it was as good as some might say, but I have heard that it is one of those films that really elevates on a second watch.
1: Yeah, I'd say that. Yeah. I would say that.
0: Yeah, and I prefer Django, which I have heard from a lot of people, lessons on a second watch. So maybe I'll rewatch both of yeah, them at Yeah, well, that point didn't even
1: make my top ten of the year in, in hindsight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there you go.
0: So I have seen most Tarantinos now, so... <laughs> All right, so next week, yeah, there we go. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania with Sam Hurley. That'll be good. Mm. All right. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do that at wewatchtothing.com or wewatchtothing at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all under the handle at wewatchtothing. If you want to help support the show, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash Thing, and we'll catch you next week.
1: Fare well. Fare thee well.